Hey everyone, and welcome to Let's Talk Mom to Mom. I am your host, Nisha Hopkins. Let's Talk Mom to Mom is candid conversation for fearless moms in business to discuss, learn, and share their struggles and successes of being a mompreneur. Each episode, I'll have the opportunity to chat with other moms about their real life struggles and the things they've conquered, and some may still be working through within life and in business. This platform is to help, assist, and guide you through your journey of entrepreneurship and motherhood. So please help me introduce our guest for today, Ms. Carmelita McCoy. Please tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm so excited that you're joining us today. Well, first of all, Anisha, thank you for inviting me and allowing me to tell my story here to encourage someone else. Um, My name is Carmelita McRoy. I am an author, a speaker, certified life coach, and bully prevention facilitator. I live in Independence, Missouri. Um, I am a single mom. I say eight children. I birthed six children, Um, but now I'm raising my two granddaughters, so that makes eight that I'm raising. And um, I think ever since uh, I had my fourth child, I've been running my own business on the side and working full time, So, and I'm continuing to do that. Um, so it's just, um, I just want to tell my story about how I made it through and how you can get through it, um, running a business, um, having children and, and having multiple children, because it is very, very hard when you have children trying to run a business and you have to work, um, and trying to process everything and, you know, make money from it at the same time. Absolutely. I can definitely understand. Now, I only have one child, so I don't really know about, you know, raising multiple children, so I'm happy you're here to kind of educate me on how that is. Now, with you having, because first and foremost, what stood out to me is you currently, you're raising eight children or you raise eight children. Now, as a mom of one, I can admit that I have those moments where I feel like I don't have time to do certain tasks. I have those moments that I feel like, you know, time is not my friend. So what encouraged you to truly start, you know, with having, being a full-time mom, a full-time employee? So what encouraged you to start your business? Well, first of all, I mean, I just have to be transparent is because I wasn't getting my child support payment. (laughs) So um, I had to figure out a way to bring another income in because it was only one income. And at the time I had um, four children at home, uh, no child support. We were just separated at the time, actually, you know. And so, you know, sometimes men feel like if they're not with you, they don't have to do anything. So I had four kids. We were separated. And I had to find a supplement for my income, you know, to take care of that other part of it while I was going through what I had to go through. And um, so I started uh, years ago, I started with Mary Kay, and I'm I'm sure a lot of people can contest to that one. Um, I did the Mary Kay because I like makeup. I like to look flawless. So that was, you know, something I was like, oh, okay, I can do this. You know, I like makeup. I can show other people how to, you know, put on makeup and sell it. I started off with Mary Kay, and my goal was to make at least $500 extra a month. That was to make sure I, you know, pay my car payment. Um, And so I started doing that. And um, it was okay. It's just when you're trying to do house parties and you're having to go to people's house and then you have to try to find somebody to keep the kids. Or I had one that was old enough to watch the kids, but, you know, anybody who knows sometimes how that goes. You know, some days are good and some days are bad. (laughs) You know, trying to lead them at home by themselves. Sometimes you'll be like, okay, I'm just going to be gone for an hour, hour and a half doing this party. I'll be back, you know, and the house will be tore up when you get back. 
So, you know, I had to deal with that <laughs> issue of trying to do it, you know, and being frustrated because I knew I needed that extra money just to take care of the bills I need to take care of so I wouldn't drown, you know. Um, but I kept pushing it, kept pushing it. Um, you know, I tried to tell people at work, you know, and sometimes I'd make the 500, sometimes I wouldn't, you know. Totally understand. Now, I, I never personally did Mary Kay, but I was a pure romance consultant when uh, I was trying to raise additional income for my household. I did pure romance, and it was horrible. <laughs> it was horrible, like, balancing, like, uh, trying to learn how to balance just, like, working on my own with pure romance, keeping up with their scheduled meetings, and then on top of that, still having to show up for my daughter still having to show up for the things that she did, still having to go to corporate work. I was kind of burned out. So how did you find, like, how did you schedule or manage your time that you were able to do all of those, all of those different things? You know what? I I didn't get much sleep. I'll admit that. Um, I have a schedule, and I still go by it to this day. First of all, the kids have to be in the bed by 830. You, you need to be in the bed because – that's the time when I have to get prepared for what I need to do the next day or whatever. So I have, they have a bedtime set. Even with my granddaughters that I'm raising, 830 is the bedtime. That's it because I have things to do before 10 that I need to get done. So they have to be in a bed. On Sundays, I prepare at least three meals so we can eat off of those for at least Monday through Wednesday. Monday through Wednesday. Um, I get our clothes for the week. I know people say, how can you plan clothes for the week? Yes, I do that. We just have to stick to it. I put out I put out five pair of clothes for them. I tell them, pick which one you want to wear, but these are the five that you're going to wear this week. So you can switch them up and feel like you've chosen your own clothes by doing that, and you can put whatever shoes you want to put on with it. Um, a lot of times I had to make my schedule because my son played basketball. I had a daughter that, two daughters that did dance, and then I had one that played volleyball, was in um, drill team, so through all of that, I had to set a schedule for my Mary Kay. I had to do it on Friday nights and on Saturdays all day. And that was after I took them to dance class on Saturday morning. So I had them an early dance class. So you could tell I was running all over the place trying to get things done. Wow. Um, and so then I had to be at my son's games. And sometimes I would have to miss those meetings. I know what you're talking about. You know, they always have these meetings that they have. But yeah. I would either have to come. I would have to come and be like, hey, I can only stay 30 minutes. I got to get back home and take somebody to dance. I got to go to this basketball game. So, you know, and then a lot of times I can say my church helped me because there was a, a, a young a guy, I want to say young man, he's an older guy, but him and his wife um, would love to come and watch my son play basketball. So I knew that um, if I couldn't get him there on time, I would always ask the elder, you know, do you all mind, you know, since you're going to be at the game, picking up Mike on the way to the game for me and I'll be there. You know, they wouldn't have a problem with it. They didn't have any children. And so they would pick my son up, you know, and take him to the game sometimes, you know, and, you know, they would be there, you know, to watch him at the games. And if I was a little late, so he would have someone there, you know. So I kind of had to do it that way, you know, and, occasionally, you know, like I said, if I have friends who I ask them, that's even as they got older, you know, I have a friend that my girls, when they got older in high school, you know, it's like they had to be at chilling practice, they had to be at summer school, they had to do all this other stuff. So a lot of times one of my friends, she was, I would be like, hey, you know, can you pick up the girls and just drop them off? You know, I try not to ask people to do everything because people get a little frustrated with you if you ask them to do everything, you know, because I don't have any siblings. So I didn't have that, like a sister or a brother or, you know, someone else there to help me. I'm an only child. So 
Um, like I would have a friend, like, can you pick them up and drop them off? You know, you need to drop them off there and I'll pick them up, you know. So that kind of helped me with what I had to do as far as working my business, you know, especially when I started doing being an author and if people wanted me to speak somewhere. And I try to do things on weekends only. Sometimes it doesn't turn out that way. It's a weekday. But I can say that now with working my business and having the girls with me, I can take them with me a lot of times, and they are a lot of help. They'll videotape for me. They take pictures for me. So I'll put them to work so that they won't be doing anything and bothering people, you know. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I can totally relate to that simply because I talk all the time about my daughter, like, you know, I missed a lot of time with her as she was growing. You know, she's still growing, but as she was younger, and so it's extremely important for me now to incorporate and include her so she'll know what I'm working on. So she's just my little assistant. <laughs> she's my yeah. little assistant when it comes to kind of working on my business. Uh, she's going to get fired soon because she hasn't really been keeping up with the thing that um, she's supposed to be. But I can totally understand, you know, where you're coming from when you say that. Now, something else that is unique is you're currently raising uh, your grandchildren, and you do have a very, very unique story uh, in regards to dealing with losing a child as well. Are you able to just tell us, uh, or do you mind sharing a little bit more about your situation with that? Yeah, um, I lost my son when he was 14. Um, he had a seizure in his sleep, so it was kind of like a sudden, you know, death. It took me totally by shock, you know. Um, but I still had five other children when he passed away, so I had to, you know, keep going. I had to do what I needed to do. I still had to. And now, you know, I was doing another business on the side at that time, so that kind of had to be on hold, um, you know, and I had to gather my thoughts. And I actually took off work, I think, for about two months. Because uh, I had to get my thoughts together, you know, get my head wrapped around that, you know, to keep going. But it's 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 hard when you're a mother to deal with your grief when you have children and other people because you have to stay strong for them. Because I knew if I fell apart, my kids were going to fall apart. You know, so it's kind of hard to deal with your grief and trying to raise your kids at the same time because you really don't get to deal with it, you know. And so um, six years after that, my daughter um, got killed in a car accident, and that's when I took her two girls at that time. So when she uh, passed away, then, you know, I, I took that time off. I'm trying to deal with, okay, I have a, you know, she has a baby, that you know, because the youngest one wasn't even one at the time, and the other one was three. So my son was 12 at the time. So I'm like, I was about done with all of this. You know, I hadn't carried diaper bags in years. I hadn't had a baby around, you know. So then I knew I had to start life all over again. So when I say everything flipped upside down, but luckily my daughters were, I had one in high school and the other one was in middle school that was at home. They helped me a lot, you know, with, you know, dealing with the kids, playing with them. They knew how to change diapers and do all that kind of stuff like that. So that helped me with that part because as a, at the time, I'm processing another grief, you know, and still trying to go on and raise all these children in this house. And let me tell you, it was not it was not easy. It was very difficult. But with much prayer and meditation and, you know, just knowing that God wouldn't put more on me than I can bear, I still had to go on with life. And I can say to this day, you know, I, I always think about the song by Marvin Sapp, um, my testimony, I made it through. 
<laughs> wow, wow. I, I I still send my condolences. That is that is a lot to deal with, especially losing, you know, two children and, and, and becoming a, a full time mom to younger children. Now and then something else that really stood out about me is when you stated that you had to be strong for everybody else. I really, really feel like that's something that all of us as moms, you know, we feel like we need to be strong for everybody else. But what about you? Do you feel like you've had the support that you needed in order for you to grieve and let things out? Or is it something that you just haven't been able to deal with? Or, you know, how do you go about finding your time to grieve your children? Well, you know what? Um, I really didn't, but I came to a point where I felt everything was getting to be a volcano. <laughs> and I seeked out counseling. And that's one thing that I do with my coaching for single moms is that it's okay to say I need help and I'm not okay. Because a lot of times people expect us to be so strong and that, okay, she's smiling. Everything's good with her. She okay. You know, she got this. You know, I'm smiling to keep from crying. You know, I'm trying to walk through this thing. But people always think, I'm, I'm going to tell you a perfect example, um, is that's why I'm an advocate for mental health. And when people go to depression, we have to really take it seriously and tell people, it's okay. You're not crazy because you need a counselor or a therapist. You are saying, I'm not okay, and I need someone to help guide me through. And so when I told somebody in my family, you know how black families are, um, you better suck it up and keep it moving. Take an aspirin or something. You know what I'm saying? That's basically what they tell you in so many words because I told someone in my family, I was like, I feel like I'm about to lose it. I don't know. I feel like everything is crumbling and, you know, this and that. And he's like, girl, you better get it together. You got too many people depending on you. You ain't got time to be um, falling apart. And I just shut it down. I never said nothing else to anyone else. But I knew that God was telling me, it's okay, you need to go and seek counseling. So I went to a counselor and started, you know, talking to a counselor because I really didn't have that support, you know. Like I said, I'm, I don't have any siblings. You know, I have a couple of friends that we've been friends for like over 20 years, but everybody's dealing with something in life, you know, and people care about you, but you have to realize, too, they have their own life, and sometimes they don't know that they need to stop and say, hey, you cool, you all right? You know, they don't know that they have to because they see you smiling. They see you going forward. They see you got your house together. You're going to work every day. And they don't know that at nighttime that you're crying yourself to sleep, you know. So I had to really just sit back and think about everything I need to do to get me together and to keep me together. And so I went to counseling. And um, one of the reasons why I'm going on the mom retreat now is because I have never, ever been out of town without my children in my life. <laughs> Wow, wow. Major key, everyone. Carmelita will be joining us in Montego Bay, Jamaica, for the Mama Meets a Break Retreat this July. I am so excited to officially meet you. Now, you have, you just stated something that, that I look at as a strong word, simple because you admitted something. I've never admitted, like, um, there was a time where I was in college and I was going through situations with my daughter's father. I had just literally, like, um, had her. I think she may have been, like, six months old, and we were going through a lot. And I'm an only child as well. So I was going through some things, trying to graduate, trying to learn how to kind of be a new mom, 
trying to fix this broken relationship, like it had really, really took a toll, everything that I was going through. And I see counseling. I've never shared that before because in the black community, when we see counseling, we're looked at as weak. Like we're looked at as you're crazy. Like, why are you telling somebody else your problems? Like, no, like if you are going through something and you don't have that support that you need, seek counseling. It is okay Mm -hmm. to ask for help. Like we have to get out of that mindset. We have to stop teaching our children like, oh, what's in your household stays in your household. Like, no, seek help. Seek help if you need someone to really express those feelings, to really, really understand and help you get through the things that you are going through. And that is phenomenal. I um, I know a few moms that are currently kind of going through that grieving phase of losing children, and that's the one thing that they have not done. They have not seen counseling. Like, do you have you, did you ever go through any like support groups or anything, or was it just straight like one on one counseling? Because I know that's something that is offered now, where you have support groups with moms who, you know, are kind of going through similar situations. So, is that something that you went through as well, or was it just straight like counseling? I just did the one on one. I went to, um, you know, every city has their clinics you know, the main clinic that has everything in it. And those are the kinds, you know, you just walk in and tell them, hey, I need to see someone. So that's what I did. I just went to the clinic and I just told them, you know, I need to speak with someone, you know, and then they go through the whole thing, you know, do you want to hurt yourself or hurt yourself? I said, no, it's not that. <laughs> you know, I'm just, I just mm-hmm. want to talk to someone, you know. I just need to, to really talk to someone and vent out because, unfortunately, I, I guess I could say, like you said, in the black community, People though don't realize it that when I'm going through, let me cry. Let me say how I feel. I mean, I need you to answer. I just may need to get it out and have you hug me or something. And we, like you said, we they look at it as weakness or they don't understand what to do because we haven't been taught that, you know. Um, you see very few families who are very um, – I guess, uh, showing a, a love and emotion and, and, and doing the hugging and the kissing and all that. You see certain ones like that, but I explained to my kids because, um, you know, I had a situation with one of my daughters, and she was like, um, you was always there, Mama, but you wouldn't always, you know, kissing on stuff. And I told I'm not a kissing person. I've never kissed a lot in relationships. I'm just not a kissing person. <laughs> but I'll hug you. You know, I, I don't know what it is about me and kissing. I just have a thing about kissing people, you know, and I was like, when they was babies, you know, I kissed all of them, you know, I told them when y'all breath started stinking by six or seven, I couldn't be in y'all face no more, you know, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I told them, I kissed all over you when you was a baby, you know, but I always hugged them and stuff, and then I, I told them too, and I realized, and I have a book that I'm writing, and this is something I'm addressing there, is that because I was single mom, and I had so many kids, I was trying to stretch out everywhere. And everybody can't get all my attention. If I give one too much, I'm not going to give it to the other one. So to balance it out, I got to give you a little. 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 I can't give everybody all of me. You know, not that I don't love all of you all. And I think as now as they're older, they kind of understand that. Like, mama was wearing herself thin. I was trying to give love and attention and everything to six kids up in this house and nobody else giving any attention. Daddy just left and went on about his business and didn't come back to y'all was almost graduated from high school so he can come to the graduation and be like, oh, look, what, look, they graduating. Yeah, I know they graduating. 
<laughs> yes, yes. I, I totally can understand uh, where you're coming from. Now, what inspired you to actually start coaching single moms and working directly with single moms? Is it kind of because um, of your personal situation or did you see a need in the community for it? So what inspired it? I think and both. also what type of coaching do you provide for single moms? Okay. I um I think both. What I went through, and I see so many young women going through some of the things I went through and not knowing what to do or how to handle it. Um, I worked in a school district for over 10 years, so I got to see a lot of things in the urban community with children and, you know, single moms, and that's why I don't judge them because a lot of people judge you as a single mom. They judge because a kid came to school and their clothes was dirty or their hair went combing it. I know how crazy it can get when you're a single mom and you're dealing with personal issues and you're trying to raise kids, you know. I know how I can tear you down, you know, but just God is my witness that luckily my grandparents, I'll say my grandparents always took me to church, so they taught me to pray. So that's what kept me grounded. I knew I could pray to a God who loved me because if you don't have that to fall back on, you're going to fall apart, you know. And so I want to do that. I don't use that as a ministry to them, but I try to tell them that you've got to stop leaning on your own understanding and leaning on what you want to do, and you've got to give it over to him, or you're going to fall apart and nothing's going to work right. And I see that in the community, that so many of them are trying to do it their own way, and that's why things are falling apart. And I try to do that with my one-on-one coaching. I try to have events. I do events, you know, like at the library. They're free. You can come in. We just do, like, a mom's bingo night, or and I try to have prizes and stuff there. And I'm trying to get more sponsors to, like, sponsor me with prizes to have it, you know, for women. And just letting them know, you know, it's a place that you could come and talk, that we need to get together, not just look at each other and mm, look at her, you know, and I didn't no, we need to be saying, you know, why are her kids here not comb? You know, do you need, you need a comb and brush? You need some grease? What, what is it? Do you not know how to comb hair? How can I help you? You know, instead of talking about each other and looking down, because you don't know what that person dealing with once they get behind closed doors. You don't know because there's so much mental illness and depression and suicidal thoughts going on in our black community, not just with our single moms, but a lot of it is because the majority of our households are single moms in the urban community. And we need to let them know that it's okay not to be okay. Ask for some help. Hey, I don't have no money to buy any hair products for my kids. And their hair dry. They look at, okay, well, you need to have somewhere to come. Hey, I got some grease and I got some pudding. This will work for you. Get the hair comb. Don't send them to school looking like that because it, they, they wonder why a lot of kids cause problems in school. Most of them are causing problems because they have an issue. Either they're upset the way they look for their dress, their hair not combed, or their hair is not cut properly, or they're upset because they didn't get sleep that night because they probably got a mama and a boyfriend is arguing or fighting all night, or they got somebody who partying and they have music, so they didn't get no rest before they had to come to school. Or they don't know how to read on the level they're supposed to read on. And so these are all the things that we have problems with, and the majority of them are from single mom households where we see these issues in the school. Wow, that that I can 100% uh, relate and agree to. Now, when I when I initially started coaching a few years ago, I started with single moms simply because I felt that it was a need in a community for us to uplift each other, for us to pull each other up. And what I soon learned is that a lot of single moms were not interested in kind of investing in themselves, investing in their personal development, 
Have you seen that problem as well, or is it something that you haven't really had to deal with? Oh, no. I see it all the time. And you know what? I'm, I I think God has taken me through so many things. Things I can't even, it would take all day to talk about. But he has given me tough skin because when they turn up, they, you know, here you go, here you go, you know, they get that. You know what? Sometimes when I see them, they got that little attitude and, like, um, I don't need you to give me this or whatever. You know what? I just give them a hug. My kids be like, my daughters be laughing at me. They be like, Mama, you a trip. You know, I be like, no, because all that attitude she had, I don't even care. I'm going to hug you anyway with all that attitude. I'm going to give you this little bag here, and you take that home. You acting like you don't need it, but you need it, you know, and that's just me. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like a pride thing. I, I can definitely say it, it probably is a pride thing. Like, we got to stop being prideful, like, it is only going to get you so far. Like, deep down, if you know you are experiencing something, like, and that's why it's so big on me. Like, I get asked all the time, why do you only do work with moms? Like, why do you only, why is everything mompreneur? Or why is everything just related to moms? And it's like, look, our struggles are different. Like, mm-hmm. we have to look out for our children, ourselves, everyone around us, like, no shade to anybody who does not have children, but when you are a mom, you don't nobody understand you like another mom. So no. I can definitely understand. So sometimes we just got to put that pride aside and truly, truly, truly just ask for help. Like it is okay to reach out. It is okay to send a Facebook message and ask, you know, for help or assistance. It's okay to make sacrifices and let go of some of the people and situations so that you can invest, like, in yourself. Like, that I I just had to say because I know even with me, like, I let my pride get in the way a lot of times, especially when I was a new mom, when I needed stuff and I needed people and I needed help. Like, I would cry daily because, like, I didn't know what to do. I I would just cry. I was yeah, crying then yeah. everybody come around and it's just a smile, but behind that smile I was frustrated, I was depressed, I was uh-huh. angry. Yeah. You know, I was scared. So we understand, like we understand. I don't know who needs to hear this, but you need to ask for help so like help is waiting on you. It's not showing that you are weak, but it's showing that you are ready to kind of really level up within your personal development. Yeah. Now yes. um I do have one more question for you in regards to um, your situation. Now, if there are, because I know that there are moms that I'm going to personally send this episode to that are currently trying to learn ways to kind of grieve and, you know, deal with losing a child. So I do have to ask, what advice or words of encouragement can you share for moms who are in similar situations? Um, I would say, first of all, you need to be in prayer. You know, and, and that's just the easy, that's the easy one right there. Just pray, you know, and ask for strength. But I'd also say, look for you some support groups in your area. It's okay. You have to remember those people have been through the same thing that you have been through. It's okay to go in there and say, hey, I've lost a loved one. I've lost a child because it's not only children. Some people have had lost mothers and fathers that they were very close to, and they still can't deal with that loss. And so we had that pain. Look for support groups. There are ones who specifically reach out to moms. There are ones who just reach out for those who are grieving. Um, do not let your grief become toxic. Um, I talked about that in um, my book that I wrote about my, after my son passed. Don't let your grief become toxic. 
And toxic, what I mean is when you can't get up out of bed every day, when you find yourself crying every single day, um, anybody says anything to you, you fall apart and you're crying. Um, you start having suicidal thoughts, well, I don't want to live anymore. When you start doing that, you need to seek out a psychiatrist and then start seeking counseling and therapy. Um, don't let it overtake you. And a lot of times people are doing that and nobody says anything about it. I know two women um, that have committed suicide after they lost children. And even though I know one of them for a fact, her family was there for her. They tried to be there for her. But that was something she dealt with that she could not get over the fact of losing her son. And so, you know, that I think they felt hurt and they felt pain. But, you know, like I told my friend, you all did all you could do. You were there for her, but that was in her own mind and she could not live with it. And so, you know, she did not want to go seek help. She didn't feel like she needed to go to anyone. She just wanted to grieve there. And there's nothing you can do about that. You can't feel guilty if someone doesn't want to go. But always reach out to them and say, hey, you know, here's a support group. You know, I'd like to take you if you don't want to drive yourself. Sometimes when people are you're going through the grief, I want to tell someone who may be listening who hasn't dealt with it but knows someone who's dealing with it, just listen. You don't have to. Please don't say, I understand how you feel. That is not a good word to, the good words to say. No, you don't understand. So don't say anything. Just say, I'm here for you, and I'm here for a listening ear. Whatever you want to talk about, if you just want to cry, I'm going to sit here and let you cry. Don't try to fix it for anyone. Just listen. You know, that's what they need. They need someone just to listen. But if you see toxic behavior, toxic grief, when it means it's going too long and things are getting worse, yes, you need to seek out professional help. I understand people go to church. That's fine. But sometimes you got to go past the church and get some professional help. That's what those people are there for. Wow, wow. That was a word. Do not let your grief become toxic. If you didn't take anything from this, this episode, take that because that stuck with me. You know, that is a powerful, powerful, powerful statement. Now, if we do have moms who are, you know, single moms and they're interested in any of your books, any of your programs, how can they locate you and stay connected with you? Um, my website is very easy, com. And also, all my books are on Amazon. Um, so you can always pick them up on Amazon. I think I have a few on Barnes & Noble. But mostly all of them are on Amazon.com. So you can get them there. And there's a couple of them that I have uh, on my website also that you can purchase. I do want to take this time to simply say thank you. Thank you for sharing your knowledge. Thank you for sharing your time. And most importantly, thank you so much for sharing your story. I truly appreciate you joining us for this episode of Let's Talk Mom to Mom. I truly appreciate you guys for listening to this episode. If you have any questions, I'll be sure to put your information in the notes. And I will talk to you guys for the next edition of Let's Talk Mom to Mom. You guys have a good night. All right. And thank you for having me as well. Absolutely.